BFM 89.9. My name's Daryl Ong and you're tuned in to Banan, the show that brings you through the ins and outs of the sporting world. Badminton's most prestigious team tournament, the Thomas and Uber Cup, is now done and dusted. History was made with India lifting their first ever Thomas Cup with a 3-0 win versus Indonesia, while South Korea dethroned China to achieve Uber Cup glory. While the Malaysian national women's squad failed to make it out of the group stages, eventual champions of the Thomas Cup, India swept aside Malaysia in the quarterfinals. A campaign in Bangkok that left more questions than answers. Joining me this week to review the contingent's performance on the program is sports journalist Fabian Mark Peter. If you were to ask me at the start of the tournament if I thought India was going to win it, I would probably say no. You know, um, I mean, I'm, I'm not saying that they were not a good team, but I mean, you know, like like what you just said, like going into the tournament, you would look at all your traditional powerhouses. Um, and prior to India winning it, only five countries have won the Thomas Cup before. So, of course, I think it's a huge surprise, not just for badminton fans, but, you know, for, for the entire sporting world. I mean, as you can see in, like, the reports, I mean, you know, they won it on Sunday, but, you know, people are still talking about it. And people are even saying, like, you know, they're probably going to make a movie out of the <laughs> Indian players winning the Thomas Cup. So, we don't know. But, yeah, but it's a great win, though. Uh, you know, I think for me, I mean, I watched the, the, the final truly deserving winner, sir. Mm. And it's a team. Yeah. And it's a team. You know, uh, not packed with superstars. You know, inverted commas superstars. I would yeah. say, but but India, they were underdogs, like you mentioned. But I think one crucial element is they played as a team, right? What are your thoughts on that? Yeah. Okay. So this was something uh, very interesting. In fact, I wrote about it um, just uh, just a day ago uh, about the team spirit. You know, uh, and uh, if you were to go onto the Badminton World Federation website, um, one of the uh, media officials, Dave Sukuma, wrote wrote a very nice uh, article on 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 the Indian team, and I think he spoke to Srikan uh, Kidambi, and you know he was saying like how they were they were so excited coming to the Thomas Cup. They even created like a WhatsApp group titled it, we'll bring it uh, back home. Or it's coming home. Bad, you know, coming <laughs> home and stuff, you know. And if we watch their, 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 their matches, I think match by match, we could see how they were, you know, really backing each other. Not, not just the players, but, you know, you could see the coaches, the officials. So, yeah, I think that definitely played a very big part. You know, I mean, every time when we talk about the Thomas Cup or even the Uber Cup uh, or any other team events, right, it's very different, you know, it's very different when you compare it to your individual open events. Right. Um, I guess the atmosphere or even the, the, the feeling of the players, sometimes you see lots of upsets. Mm. Um, you know, it's really not just based on ranking alone, I would think. Mm, yeah, India definitely had a stellar performance, you know, uh, yeah. an unexpected performance. And uh, Fabian, Fabian, do, do you think this, that this is a sign of things to come? Would India be one of the stronger nations and go on to dominate badminton for the foreseeable future? Uh, I don't know. To be honest, I don't know. You, you, you know, because it, it's so different. Like, uh, it's the Thomas Cup, so emotions are running high, mm. you, you, you know, but I wouldn't write off the rest of the teams. You know, I mean, 
Uh, one thing I noticed, if you if you if you look at the scores uh, in the quarterfinals, apart from Indonesia beating China three zero, mm. the rest of the scores were all three two. Yeah, you know, mm. it, it, very close. And I would think that if we were to play those matches again, the results could be different. It mm. could just swing the other way, you know. Mm. Um, so I would think India is definitely, I mean, will definitely be one of the countries to look out for. But if they are going to dominate badminton, uh, I mean, I don't think so. Lah. I mean, I think countries like Thailand are also very good. Uh, I mean, uh, countries like China, Indonesia are always going to be there. Mm. Um, so, but it will be a, a close fight among all these countries. Also. Yeah. Uh, as a side note, China had a shocker of a tournament, didn't they? Yeah. It was still close. I mean, of course, if you look at the result 3-0, yeah, but if you look at it match by match, right, I think they have a bunch of young players. Of course, they don't have their Lindans anymore, yeah. you know, your uh, Fu Haifeng, Chayun and all these kind of players, but give them another two years, I think they will be there again. Mm, the sleeping you giant know? will yeah. awaken. Yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, on to home now, Fabian. You know, Malaysia, we, you know, we had a lot of hype uh, going yeah. into uh, the Thomas and Uber Cup. True. And on the Thomas Cup, you know, we had a strong showing uh, at the early stages of the tournament. Yeah. Uh, we won the group that had, you know, heavyweights like Japan and yes. England, England and US, right? Yeah. Um, what can you say and what's your opinion about you know our early form in, in this year's Thomas Cup? I wouldn't say it was early form. I think, um, to be very honest, I think we had a really good team. Mm. Um, you know, going into the Thomas Cup for the first time, I think uh, we were not just relying on one man singles like how we did in previous years. Mm. Um, we had three double pairs. Uh, who were all within the top 15 bracket okay. uh, in the world. Uh, that in itself is a is a very strong point, I would think, because if you were look, to look at countries like Indonesia, um, who have been, I mean, they are always known to have very, very strong doubles. If you look at the world ranking now, I think they easily have about four or five pairs in the top 20. Mm. Um, and then, of course, they have uh, Ginting and, and, and Jonathan, who are top 10 players. You look at India, they have three uh, men singles who are in the top 20 bracket. Mm. Um, you look at Denmark, also the same. You, you know, so everybody, I would think, is very equally balanced in one way or another. Uh, Malaysia this time had very, very strong doubles. And then we also had Lee Zijia, yeah. who is the world number six. Mm. So, fair chance. I know they... Uh, and, and that's why I think even like in my previews or my build-up reports, we kept talking about the match against Japan. Yeah, you that's know, the big one. That yeah. was the big one. Yeah, um, yeah. And, and for the past uh, uh, couple of editions, uh, since the 2016 edition in Kunshan and China, Malaysia have never qualified for the knockout stages as group winners. Okay. Uh, you saw, so, so when you don't qualify for the knockout stage as group winners, right, it's always tense, you know, because they will always do a redraw for the quarterfinals and there's always the chance of you meeting one of the group winners. Right. And and we've never had that luck. Like, we've always been meeting like the big ones, you know. You'll meet Indonesia, you'll meet China, and you know we'll lose in the quarterfinals. Mm. So it was so important for us to win against Japan, yeah. and we did it, you know. And we did it, and and, and we called it uh, a a master stroke by Rexy, who 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 decided to uh, scratch the pairs against Japan, and it worked. But 
you know it, it makes one wonder if if uh, that kind of strategy will work again mm. and, and and you know i guess that's why lots of fans are raising questions and asking like why did we scratch our pass in the in the quarterfinal match mm. against india yeah a um, magician doesn't do the same trick twice right yeah. <laughs> okay. yeah. 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 so yeah 3-2 japan 5-0 england 5-0 the us eventually got to the quarterfinals and knocked out by eventual champions, champions. in india yeah. what will you attribute this to you know how much problems is had this this the malaysian squad have you know does this trickle all the way up to bam in a way i think it i think Everybody needs to take responsibility. Um, uh, I, I, I really don't think we can be pointing fingers at this point of time. I think first things first, we also need to acknowledge our own strength and mm. our weaknesses. Mm. Um, like um, us losing to India, uh, you know, lots of people are asking why split our number one pair. Uh, who have got a perfect record over Sadiq Sairaj and Rangkiridi. Mm, yeah, that was. I mean, Chirak Shetty. Sorry, um, but it, it's hard to say, lah, Daryl. It's really, really hard to say, right? I mean, if, if at all um, Aaron and So Week were to play first singles, we must also understand that Sadiq Sairaj and Chirak Shetty have also been, you know, on form. Mm. You know, they could have gone all out. To score their first win over Aaron and we and we would have still lost. Mm. Uh, but I think we need to acknowledge the fact that our talent pool is quite small. Lah. Yeah, I was just about you to know? talk about that. You yeah. know, F- Fabian, you, yeah. you, you earlier on you talk about you know how balanced this squad is. You know, we have yeah. you know people from certain rankings that are in the yeah. squad, but lack of depth, right? That is yeah. something that yeah. that's a major yeah. bane for Malaysian badminton. Correct. Correct, because if you don't have these players, then who do we have? Right. Yeah. Uh, I guess that 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 is a problem that needs to be addressed. And uh, of course, you see some professional players crying foul. They are saying things like, you know, there should have been selection. They should have been selected. I mean, yeah. But then again, if we look at our professional players and their current run in form or even their record. Right. It, it it doesn't it doesn't look convincing, mm. you, you know. I mean, unless you are really performing like ZJ on the outside, then you you have to claim there lah. But then again, if you're not really performing also, and then when you come, let's say for selection, and then you don't do well during the selection, but you have a high ranking, and then you want to start questioning and saying why am I not the team and stuff. So it's really difficult. Yeah. But then again, you see these things come about because we don't have that depth, like you just said. Yeah, that that, uh, that 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 yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mm. think I think one one major legend that you know um was was talking about you know the whole selection process was retired ace Lee Chong Wei right. He yeah. famously called for an open selection method in picking yeah. shuttlers to include professionals and in independents. Yeah. But based on merit, like you just mentioned, right, mm. they have to mm. be on form. Yeah. Uh, because right now I think if we look at our professional players, we have players like Liu Darren who was part of the team. Yep. Um. We've got Sung Joo Won, who's world number 59, and then we've got Cham Jun Wei. But you see, in today's uh, qualifying rounds of the Thailand Open, mm. which is the tournament that you know started today, yep. um, our professional players didn't even make it past the qualifying rounds. You know, they didn't even make the first uh, first round. So, you know, if you're going to go on form, then it's very difficult to justify that they should have been selected ahead of players like Ng Ziyong, uh, you know, who has been somewhat consistent mm. you know um, 
but maybe didn't really peak or you know could not play as well during the Thomas Cup. You don't know. Maybe they were under tremendous pressure when you know Malaysia was already down, or yeah. you know they had to come back from behind and stuff. So. Yeah, I mean, Fabian, it's really easy to say in hindsight, right? But do you think that one of the reasons it's a lack of competition internally, right after the Thomas Cup, there was lots of talks about our local leagues, right? Um, mm. You see India, they have a really uh, thriving local badminton league. So is yeah. Denmark as well. Is, is this one of the issues? I think, if possible, every athlete needs to play as much as possible all year round. You know, I guess... Because only by playing, you're, you're, you're going to get that tournament feel, that, that sense of competitiveness and stuff. But mm. once again, I, I'm going to say it's, it was very di- difficult the last two years, especially with COVID and stuff for them to, you know. I mean, I'm not just talking about our elite players, but I think the ones who suffered the most was our juniors. Yep. They didn't have any tournaments at all. Mm. You know, nothing at all. Uh, they had a couple of like internal... Uh, ranking tournaments where they just played among themselves but it's very different as compared to you know uh, going outside I mean there was what no world junior championships for the last two years Yeah, you see uh, so yeah but definitely I, I would think that and then this goes down to like the state associations you yeah. know I think each state has got to take responsibility I mean mm. they are already getting the money from BAM you know but how are they making full use of it How's, um, how's the money doing? trickle yeah. down, right? Yeah. yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, Anim Shuttler uh, even reviewed that there was a lack of, at the national level, right, there was a lack of proper support in the national setup and preferential treatment to, I guess, the top dogs, the top shuttlers. Mm. Is there a need for a structural overhaul, do you think? I would think so. Uh, but not just based on, on, on the claims of, or the allegations of this you know i would think like because it's just coming from one player um it's really hard to justify these kind of things because you're 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 not really there to 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 see see all these kind of things but then again we do know how bm uh runs their programs and stuff they have like a structure they have their council and 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 things but i think things are about to change especially uh, following the new sponsorship deal with Petronas and Petronas coming on board. Um, uh, one of the recent press conferences that I covered just before Hari Raya uh, was when uh, the president, Tan Sri Noza, announced that BAM is going to separate itself from the academy. Okay. So in a way, it's like, you know, uh, privatizing the whole academy and allowing Petronas to take full charge. So I'm looking forward to it, um, you know, that could be a game changer. Mm. Uh, we know how Petronas have done with like other sports, yeah, right? Sure. Uh, um, uh, MotoGP, uh, F1. Okay. And, um, so, mm. you know, because if Petronas is going to take uh, full control of the academy, then they are going to be looking into like the whole technical side of things, okay. coaching, that structure, where else mm. BAM would then concentrate solely on development and grassroots and stuff, you know. Mm. And it's important mm. to separate the two, right? That's for sure, yeah. in terms yeah. of focus and stuff like that. So, okay, yeah. yeah. So, structural happen- uh, changes are happening at, at, at the very top. Uh, but on to the performance, right? You know, um, yeah. the last time Malaysia won the Cup was 30 years ago, 1992. Yeah. 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 And Fabian, watching this as a Malaysian fan, it's really hard to be optimistic after this year's showing in Bangkok, isn't it? Actually, you know what, Daryl? I, I, I think... Uh, it was necessary. Oh. It was painful, but it was necessary. Huh. 
uh, I somehow feel like the players now know that, hey, you know, we were this close this close to, to, to actually winning it. It wasn't like um, the previous editions where, you know, it was like, you know, I'm going to go there and try to do my best and try to upset somebody. It was always based on that kind of hope. Yeah. Uh, you know, Chongwei was going to deliver the first point and then we will see how it goes. Chongwei is going to deliver the first point and then we will see how it goes. <laughs> now it's not like that. It's yeah. like, okay, everybody can deliver a point, but we need to deliver a point. And... If you don't, you're going to get punished because other countries are working equally, if not harder than us. Mm. Um, you know, and it was pretty evident with India winning. Yeah, for sure, for yeah. sure. Um, any uh, when you were watching the whole uh, Thomas Cup campaign, were there any upsides to tournament in, in Bangkok? You know, one thing I can remember is Zia's dominant perf- um, win against Kento Momota, right? That was yeah. definitely yeah. a a perk for sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I I think uh, Zija is really doing well for himself. And I think it's an example that others should also follow. Uh, because uh, since he, he, he left the national team, uh, he turned professional. I think his form has been on point. You know, uh, he helped Malaysia win the badminton Asia team championships in February. Uh, he went on to reach the semi-finals of the All England. Of course, lost very narrowly to uh, Laksha, but uh, he bounced back. He won the Asian Championships, mm. um, and then to go on to the Thomas Cup and not drop a single game. You know, I think that's good. Um, also, the way in how he handles the pressure, because you know, going to a tournament like. Thomas Cup and being the number one singles, I'm quite sure there must be tremendous pressure on mm. him to deliver the first point. Mm. And he passed the exam with flying colours, I would say. Yeah, he delivered for sure. Yeah. Uh, on the Uber Cup front though, Fabian, uh, the Uber Cup was won by South Korea. Mm. However, on our side, a pretty lacklustre performance from the national team. We got knocked out at the group stages. And in fact, we haven't made it out of the group stages in, I want to say, a decade. Something like yeah. that, right? Yeah. Yeah, and the last time was 2010 when they reached uh, the quarterfinals. Mm. Now, that's a whole different topic I would say, <laughs> when, it, when talking about women's badminton. I think there needs to be uh, more focus, uh, more investment. You know, we need like proper coaches. I think specialized coaches in like uh, women's badminton and all that to to raise the standard. Right now, we are not there. Mm, you definitely have to pick things up for sure. But yeah. uh, F- Fabian, looking at your, you know, your your experience covering uh, Malaysian badminton, how will you rate this contingent, this era of shuttlers, if you will, over your time covering Malaysian badminton? Uh, I'm actually I'm excited actually. You know, it's no longer like how it used to be when I first started, where you know you had certain players who were dominating the game. I mean, of course, it was always nice to watch Chongwei play, Lindan play, you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, and they were dominating World Badminton for so long. Um, but now, it's uh, it's so open. It's so open. It's so difficult to predict, which I think is good for the sport. But then again, it's, uh, it's, it's also more exciting because you have so many players. You know, just looking at our men, uh, the men singles uh, field, you know, you've got Victor Axelsen there. Uh, you've got upcoming players like Laksha Sen, Kun Lawood from Thailand. Mm. You know, you've got Lee Zijia there. Uh, and then uh, there's also 
Anders Antonsen from Denmark. Uh, you know, it's it's really um, a close fight between all these people. Mm. And, you know, you, you can't really say uh, for a fact that, hey, this guy is going to win this tournament or that guy is going to win this tournament. Mm. You know, anybody could bring out their A game on that day It's yes. Mm, got you. Yeah. yeah. Back mm. back back then was either Linda or Chong Wei, right? Yeah. Either of yeah. these two. Now now Correct. the field is. Yeah. Yeah. Evenly playing yeah. field. Yeah. Um, would would you say that though uh, the Malaysian squad, the Malaysian contingent of shuttlers are in, or rather, have we been in a transition transitional period ever since uh, that totally Chong Wei retired? Would you say? I don't think we're rebuilding. Um, I think we are now trying to be a more complete. Uh, team mm. uh, back then it was I would say it was over reliance on, on, on Lee Chong Wei alone mm. and then everybody else were like uh, it's so hard because everybody just like sort of just looked up to him too much and just expected so much of him but you know the focus was not really there on the other department whilst now you could see like hey you know we're also doing pretty well now mixed doubles we also We have a number of pairs in our men's doubles, mm. and you know the different departments, and everybody is treated equally uh, in that sense. So I feel like we just need to keep at it. Hopefully, with some structural change, I mean, changing here and there, whatever, and we could probably get the Thomas Cup yeah. soon. I, you don't have to wait for another 30 years. Yeah, I don't think anyone <laughs> wants to wait for another 30 years. Um, Fabian, last question. In your opinion, what's the best way? You know, the Bangkok Open is... is, is The Thailand the Open, Open yeah. is happening right now, right? But off the back of this Thomas Cup campaign, what's the best way for our shuttlers, you know, to keep their heads up, especially looking long-term, right? We're looking at the 2024 Thomas Cup and also the 2024 Paris Olympics as well. I think our players need to understand um, and know that they are up there as well you know they can compete with the best in the world and I think that was quite clear uh, we lost very narrowly to India it could have gone either way mm. and I wouldn't say they are that old as well you know like Zijia is only 24 this yep. year mm. uh, the rest of them are all around that age you know 22, 23 so hopefully uh, they would have some self-belief and know that they can do it as well and I think I think we're going to have a pretty exciting Olympics as far as badminton is concerned That was sports journalist Fabian Mark Peter as on the show this week we've been talking about Malaysia's performance at the recent Thomas and Uber Cup And with that, we've come to the end of this week's program. If you'd like to revisit this episode again, do head over to our website real soon, www.bfm.my forward slash bar none. And if you'd like to get in touch with us, you can tweet us. We are at BFM Radio. My name's Daryl Ong and this has been Bar None, the show that brings you through the ins and outs of the sporting world. Join us again next week, only here on BFM 89.9, the business station.